0: Hello everybody and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your host as always Pylon and we have a very 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 full show for everybody tonight. So I'm going to jump right in here and get the introduction started because we've got so many things to talk about. So I'm going to go down like I did last week and introduce Lost in Hyrule first. So hello welcome and can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Thanks, Pylon. I'm Lost in Hyrule. I'm a Discord moderator on the UESP Discord, and I do editing on the wiki.
0: Awesome. And in the middle, we have AKB, who will be providing our video entertainment for the day. AKB, do you want to let everybody know who you are?
2: Hi, I'm AKB, and I am an admin for the UESP. I have been for about a decade or so now. It's... Been quite a while. Uh, Fun story uh, when I started uh, editing for the USB, I was on dial up. Wow. (laughs) But I've kept at it. My internet is slightly better now.
0: Now you're at 56k BOD.
2: Yeah. Hoping to uh, get that sweet 256 soon.
0: That'll be so good. And up in the top corner, we have Alara. Alara, do you want to let everybody know who you are?
3: I'm Alara, and I do a little bit of everything on the OSP, including admining the forum and Discord and editing the wiki.
0: Awesome, and while I let her finish eating her food, we have Baratron finally in the bottom corner. Baratron, have you finished? I will allow you to talk.
4: I have not finished, but I've finished chewing for now. Yeah, sorry guys, um, having, having one of those nights. I've got pizza here. It's very nice. Um, I, but I'm not supposed to talk about my pizza. I'm supposed to talk about the UESP. So I am the um, <laughs> I'm the, the for the um, UESP guild on PCNA. Um, I also play a bit on PCEU, and I'm a uh, I'm an admin on the Discord.
2: Uh, we're 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 open to some pizza discussion.
0: Yeah, pizza's yeah, well, <laughs> never really a problem.
4: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll mute myself again while I while I finish it. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, we'll go over to our scholarly pursuits now, and then we'll leave Baratron for last so that she can finish. (laughs) So in our scholarly pursuits section, we like to talk about all the different things that we have been up to in the world of the Elder Scrolls. Um, I'll start with myself by saying we will talk about all the things that I have been up to, uh, at the end of the show when we discuss the Greymore preview, because that's basically all I have done for the past week. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show. But why don't we ask AKB, first off, what he's been up to.
2: You're stealing my bit! I'm supposed to be the one who goes, well, I did stuff, but it's a new, so... (laughs) Pass. Uh... I did do stuff this week. Uh, I actually just wanted to talk about how less stressed I have been playing Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, When I used to play it, like back when it started, uh, one of the things that really honestly made me hate it was the fact that it was a subscription model. And if you play DSO at all or heard us talk about it, you may have noticed we have talked about It's a very wordy game. Like everyone, like has like six paragraphs of dialogue at a minimum if they're involved with anything. Uh, Every book, there's like something like two thousand or something books in ESO to collect. That's a lot of reading. That's a lot of uh, listening to dialogue. And if you're on a subscription model, you really get. It's just frustrating. So,
0: especially with dial up.
2: Yes, that that was even worse. Like I'd have to like click on an option. My latency was like uh 5 second. I had like a 5 second ping time, so it would've been slightly faster if I had just told them to send me what happened in the mail. Uh beyond that, uh, I wanted to talk about uh how terrible loot crates still were, but I'm going to wait until after Alara talks about how amazing hers was.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, why don't we jump over to uh, Alara right now, then she can discuss the loot Kay. crate.
3: Yeah, so I got... This is, I believe, the February loot crate. The theme is divine. So first uh, two shirts, I'm wearing one of them. This one's got the tribunal. Oh, it's so, so got, good. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. So back, um, the back of Lexia's book the and then there is this one, which uh, is the stained glass window of Akatash from Elder Scrolls Online. I thought
0: very in, nice. That's in Blades too, isn't it? I'm not sure. I think Maybe. they have all the stained glass. When you die, it shows the stained glass. Mm-hmm. They
1: show statues in that. Is like it a little pictures of statues? Stain- yeah. Oh, I
0: thought it was the stained glass. Okay.
3: And then there's this really long printout of Alduin's wall.
1: Very nice.
0: You remember when the banners in your room were like wallpaper with like banners at the top was a big thing? I feel like that's what you could use that for. Like wallpaper in a room. Get like a ton of them and just have word walls.
1: <laughs> just those like one foot strips of wallpaper, at the tops or bottoms? Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. I do remember those.
3: <laughs> and there's these uh, window decals for uh, Mara, uh, RK, and um, I believe Akadosh. Yeah.
0: Very cool. And these
3: are from Elder Scrolls line as well. Elder Scroll Pin.
0: Collectible Ooh. Pin. Collectible yep. Pin.
3: And my favorite, Elder Scroll Replica.
0: Oh, it's so cool. Hey, AKB, remember that time you told me that loot crates were terrible and I shouldn't get one because they're awful? So, Alara, tell
2: me what the theme of your uh, loot crate was.
3: Uh, this one is the February one, Divine.
2: I don't what have happened? that one. They're they're currently telling me the one I'm going to get is rivalry.
3: Yeah, that's it, Lisa is a uh, May one for me.
0: So they must so, be sending them in a different order than they originally.
2: So I'm guessing they ran out, and they're just not giving me that one.
0: I think they heard you yeah. bad mouthing them, and they're like, it's "Well, possible, he doesn't yeah. even want it."
3: Have you gotten the other ones?
2: I got. I got uh, the first two. Oh,
3: and maybe the, I'll get this one in a few days.
2: It it's not in my order okay. history.
3: Mine isn't either. For some reason, when I checked it earlier, because I saw your thing in the uh, note, and yeah, my divine one is missing from the order the history. Virus but I got erased
1: it. the records. We can we seem to kind
3: it. of come and go on the site. So
2: anyway, yeah. uh, well. As Alara's shown, they may have gotten access to some cool things. Please don't give them money. They have s- screwed over a lot of people.
0: I don't know. The stuff Alara has looks pretty sweet, so I'm getting tempted <laughs> over and over again. So we'll see what ha- we'll see. Whose willpower is stronger? Um, is cool there anything- things or principles? Yes.
4: <laughs> oh. I'm just I'm just sitting here trying to figure out why Alara would be getting things and AKP doesn't, and I'm thinking because
1: you know, she's the things Empress. Things- it, is it, probably,
2: it probably literally is because they ran out.
0: But didn't you? I
3: don't know. It's, that was, You always had the bad luck, though.
0: Yeah, and you tried to cancel at one point, didn't you?
2: I tried to cancel, and they told me straight up, no, you can't cancel it.
0: But I wonder if maybe it, you tried to cancel and it failed. and Who knows?
2: No, this was before I got the first one.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering. So my thought would be that maybe it left you at your your account in the system in a state that's not proper, because it, they were like, oh, let's try to cancel them. Oh, we can't cancel them, but we marked it with this flag, but this flag doesn't exist anymore, because we've done a company change since then, so it got flagged in a different way, and it's maybe, like, there, hey. there could be a technical reason why this isn't happening.
1: He's got the Schrodinger's AKB.
0: Essentially.
4: It sort of sounds very complicated. I do wonder, though, how they chose uh, which gods and
3: goddesses to, to include hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, because I thought Divine was, like, Divine's, but, yeah, mm, i well, doesn't really seem to fit. And also, yeah, so
1: Especially because they um, all died. I don't know, listen,
4: that, that Akatos shirt
3: really reminded me
4: of uh, Zelda. You know, the stained glass window in Zelda? From Wind Waker, oh, yeah. which yeah. are so good. Oh, Wind Waker, yeah. So, uh, but it's funny, because it's just the one stained glass window in the center of the
3: T-shirt. So it's it's not even, it's not in the center, it's kind of, oh, little. it's like, kind of where the pocket would be. Okay. Oh, okay. That, yeah. is, that is old. I love yeah. an asymmetrical, <laughs> asymmetrical
0: shirt. So other than I... getting some cool swag, what else did you get up to this week, Alara?
3: I've been playing ESO, I finished the East March Zone, and now at the Jester's Festival, I got my uh, crown of pig.
0: I didn't get to play any Jester's Festival, and I'm so sad.
3: There's a few days left.
0: There's two days left? Tonight, it goes tomorrow, until it?
3: there's... Thursday. Oh, it goes
0: till Thursday? Okay, so I might get actually.
3: Yeah, but not enough to get any. I'm definitely not getting any. matching the events later. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to play some of the next event coming up, which we'll talk about in the news. Uh, Lost, what have you been up to?
1: So, from the official cookbook, my wife prepared the spiced root cake, which turned out fantastically. Like, it's very, very sweet and good. And again, another. Home run, basically, from that book. I highly recommend it. We used dates instead of currants, because we don't know what currants are or where to get them, especially There's at a time like this. Berries. So we used another type of fruit. They worked. Oh. And then well, we used sorry. instead of... Uh, if you actually
4: want to know, currants are like raisins and sultanas. What a sultana
0: is.
1: Oh, well, sorry, what raisins are, uh,
4: dried? Uh, dried white grapes and oh. raisins are dried red grapes, red grapes and a current doesn't need dried to dried black grapes a currant
0: is more like a grape than a raisin though because you don't have to dry it
4: well that hmm. would be like a black currant and apparently Americans don't know what blacks are and there's a very long, long story behind this which I'm not going to because it's not relevant but yeah, <laughs> yeah, currants in grapes.
0: our area that's where we grow lots of them so they're always in the grocery store
1: huh very nice. well we used another dried fruit and it turned out pretty well uh we also used shortening instead of cream cheese for the icing which is good but i think cream cheese would be even better but again another tally mark on the absolutely should get that cookbook then yesterday i think it was i finished the questing in bank well i finished that and then cadwell silver wasn't over then realized I missed two unrelated side quests in Stormhaven that are apparently part of Cadwell's Salmanac. (laughs) So I had to go find those, and then I completed it. Then I went to Canarthi's Roost, and I met Raz. So I'm just starting Cadwell's Gold in the Old Mary Dominion. And that's it for me.
0: Very exciting. And now that Baratron has finished her meal, what have you been up to this past week?
4: Uh, Justice Festival? Yep. The UESP Guild on PCNA completed Veteran Asylum Plus One, but I wasn't actually there. I'm just just telling you about this. Um, And we had our sixth anniversary photograph. We had over 30 guildies show up for it. Uh, This was yesterday. And um, we posted it on Twitter and got congratulated by by Lawmaster Layman Tuttle. So that that was quite nice. Very cool. Uh, It was, oh my goodness, there's so much cat herding. You would not believe and how difficult it is to get. Because because a group in ESO can only be 24 people. So we had we had two different groups running, plus some people who were just there. And we're saying, you know, everybody type uh it was the slur the search emote, Everybody type slash search. People were doing it at all different times. We wanted everybody to be, you know, looking. Yeah, it uh, didn't didn't really work, but we got we got a few photos that were quite nice. So that's always it's good. Fun. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, since we have an absolute ton of news, let's pop over there now so we can get us started with that. So, before we get started in the news, we just want to thank our newest patron, Lillian Summers, for joining us on Patreon. Uh, thank you for supporting the podcast, the site, and everything that we do. Uh, as a reminder, if you, anybody wants to support us financially, if you are able to, you can always head over to patreon.com UESP and find out more information there. Uh, the latest update is they got a nice inside look at how the server upgrades are going for UESP since we've been... Hard at work on the back end, making sure that the site is running at tip-top performance. So if you want some cool insight into the back, back end of things, it's all there. Uh, there's other things too. You can get some access to some cool wallpapers when you subscribe and many, many more perks. So make sure you check that out. Um, and then AKB, do you want to talk a little bit about the server
4: upgrades?
2: Uh, the server upgrades are really, really, really nice. Like, there are some specifics we can look into. Like, I don't really want to go into, like, oh, uh, we upgraded from Android megabits per second to 1 gigabits per second. But basically, um, from Dave Humphrey, the USB standard's testings. uh backend page speed rendering is three times faster. Uh, page load speed is three times faster. The server load has decreased by 50% and our capacity has doubled and total page speed load times are 3% better. So the UESP should be just much better for you to use and enjoy thanks to the community support.
0: Yeah, and I believe uh, I was talking with Dave too that this will also set us up to be able to improve more things and add newer features in the future should we want to uh, be able to do those, so. That'll be yes, very, it's very exciting. Yeah, he, it's a bit forward-focused.
2: Um, we went with, well, the new servers have, I think it was CentOS 7.0, which is apparently much easier to upgrade.
0: That's my old operating system that I used to do when I was back in my days as a system in.
2: He's you know, uh, bad-mouthing it already. I I feel terrible.
0: I, I would also be bad-mouthing if <laughs> I was in that boat right now, so... Awesome. Yeah, so we got lots of cool things going on there. Um, And now the bulk of the news. uh, We have a ton of content for ESO that has come out uh, in the past little while. So there is a Greymore preview, which you probably saw the video at the beginning of the stream, and a hundred tweets and videos about earlier in the day. So there's a lot of things there, which we'll talk about at the end. Uh, But there was other just normal news for ESO. So, Alara, do you want to get us started with some of the ESO news?
3: So uh, one of the things that they did this week was they posted the update to the performance improvements plan. Um, So they have the things that are now live in update 25 in quarter one. Um, The main difference that uh, compared to previous times is that the account database called storage, which was originally going to be in update 26 in the second quarter of this year, is now being shifted back to update 28 in the fourth quarter, or 29 that started next year. So the backend database caching must be harder than they originally thought.
0: Or it could be that with all the working changes, I would imagine this is something that maybe COVID did affect. If they're like, okay, well, we have to lose some time on something just to ramp back up to the same mm-hmm. velocity that we're at before, that might be something that got pushed back. If they did find it was a little bit more
4: complicated. So I actually have a new theory about that, and it's Ooh. based on one of the new features that was confirmed in Greymoor. So maybe we'll talk about that a bit later.
0: Sounds good. Um, and I think then, actually, Baritron, do you want to get us started on what's going on with the Jester's Festival?
4: Sure. So the Jester's Festival will be ongoing until Thursday the 2nd um, at the standard time of 2 p.m. GMT or 10 a.m. EDT. So you've got, uh, let's see, you've got tonight, a Tuesday wednesday and thursday morning to get your possibly get your pig pet so that's that's you no know, for you you can get uh oh dear four four times three you can get the 12 event tickets um as well if, if, if you want
0: to. how many do you need for the pig pet is it 10
4: Oh well the way Seven. the way the pig pet no 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 the way the pig pet was is uh um, oh, it's um, not that event tickets
3: yeah, every time
4: you do months. One of one of the um, one of the quests. You, there's three quests: the catch the pig, set off the fireworks, and uh, throw the flower petals mm-hmm. at the grumpy people. Um, and every time you do one of those for the first time per day per account, you get um, what's called a stupendous box. And the stupendous box may have pig fragments in. And I've I've had more than one pig fragment per day so which is quite good um but so you know, that's RNG,
2: terrifying
0: yeah fragments it, of pigs showing up in a box what sounds well
4: uh, <laughs> it's things like um i think there's a brush and there's a tiara and there's uh it's it's not I quite based... as... <laughs> yeah it's not What's quite it as disturbing a as the mummy <laughs>
3: it's, it's, it's like not fight. like the
4: kitten mummy where it's actually really alarming no 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 the, the, yeah, there are things that the pig needs, and presumably when you have all of the things that the pig needs, then the pig will come to live with you.
0: So you? regardless, there's no chance of me getting it, because if it requires RNG in a video game...
4: Well, I don't know. I mean, the the uh, the set of the fireworks quest takes... Or flipping ever because yeah. you have to run it's two delves. so
0: far yeah. you
4: run two delves and then you go back to the king and he makes the fireworks and then you set the fireworks off and you're like oh my goodness but the throw the petals at the grumpy people and the catch the pig quest are less than five minutes each
0: if we're being honest whenever the jester's festival comes around i usually do all of them for the first two or three days and then by the end i just do the the petals one because it's like two seconds to finish that one. Every other mm. time I'm like, no, I don't even feel like doing the pig anymore because I don't have to deal with the bounty.
3: Well, they've been oh. changed it now. They've moved yeah. the crate. They've moved, the, yeah, the basket now. Yeah,
4: yeah so it's now possible good. to
3: do that without a bounty. It's yes. great.
4: Um, I mean, you still have to dodge the, the pig owner as you as you come up the stairs and you're you're in the main part of Um She comes running out of one of the buildings goes, pig! Give me my pig! And you're like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> But it is possible. To, it is possible to dodge and, and and now do that quest without a bounty at all, which is great.
0: That's really good.
4: In you not know, stealing person.
0: Was there anything else with the uh, Jesters Festival? No. It's, we have another event coming up with the Jubilee event.
4: Yeah. So basically, as soon as the Jesters Festival ends at <laughs> uh, one59 PM GMT, then at two PM GMT, the <sighs> Jubilee event begins. Which is uh,
2: which is great. Anniversary.
0: Yeah, so there will be jubilee boxes for doing any dailies, I think it is. It's basically any daily in the game. You get the extra box with it, um, and it has crafting materials, motif pages, transmutation crystals, style pages, including the new Jeffreen. Is that a title? Is it Jeffreen? That's the actual um, style? Oh, well,
3: um,
4: Jeffra is like Ifra. It's another mm-hmm. way of saying the same name as God. So it, Jeffreen must be... Um, in
0: that style.
4: Maybe Wood Elf, perhaps yeah. a
1: Jefferine Paladin.
4: Cool, yes, interesting. Maybe Wood Elf.
0: Awesome. And then for event tickets, you get three per day for eating uh, the cake, which is funny because I know a bunch of people in the Discord are, hate that cake because it has the current year in it and not the year that it is in the game. So 2020 is canonized in an item, which I don't <laughs> find people get funny. You know, they get mad. Be, about. I
4: would, I would love it if I got three event tickets for eating a slice of actual cake.
0: You could know. you could just print off a sheet Wouldn't of that tickets be great? and have cake at home, and then just give yourself a ticket, and then you're like, yay! I
4: had to stock up at the um, the allergy bakery before the uh, lockdown yeah. started, and so you know I'm, I'm, I'm like counting the amount of cake I've got left. because oh, no, oh, no. I mean, obviously I can't I can't cook, but I, I particularly like their stuff; it, it's very nice. Yeah. So
0: you will be a total of 65 <laughs> tickets available during the event which means you can spend them on the first two berries of the Ice Breath Indric.
3: And the one thing you missed was that um, you get three for eating the cake, but you can earn an additional two more by defeating bosses. That can be Dell bosses, world bosses, dungeons, and so forth. So you can get a total of five tickets per day.
4: That's pretty good, good,
3: Yeah, it's a good way to catch up. If... um
4: you haven't quite uh, got, en- got enough. Uh, because of the way the berries work, for the Jester's Festival, you want to make sure you've got all of the, berry- all of the berries for the uh, existing um, Indric, which I think is... Uh, oh, it's like it's like a transparent one. I can't think what the actual name is. Uh, but if you don't have a, a nascent Indric to use them on, that's fine. Just get the berries for this event and then yeah. you can catch up next event. Because if they're giving five per day... That's 65 a total, that's, that's a, fun to, to let you actually, because you need 40 to catch up with a new nascent indirect. so that's absolutely great. Yeah. And the new new Indra will be Ice Breath.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, and then, sale, sale, sales, uh, there is a crown sale, as there usually is at time of the Jubilee event, uh, so let me see what the discount is. So a sliding scale discount, just like it was last year, so 20% off 1,500 crowns to 40% off 21,000 crowns. Uh, the sale on PC, Mac, and Xbox One is March thirty first to April sixth, and then it's April first to April fifteenth on PlayStation Four. And don't ask me why they're different.
2: Can't wait to buy some crowns for Pylon for him to not get anything
0: again. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen.
4: For him to not get crowns. Feel free crowns to well. send
0: them over now, or just like put them right into your trash can. Oh,
2: don't worry, that's. That's a
0: possibility. <laughs> um, as well, the game is on sale. So the ESO and elsewhere—is it combined now, or is it still separate that you can buy the game plus the elsewhere chapter?
4: The impression I've got is that the Elder Scrolls Online Standard Edition includes um, the base up game, to elsewhere. plus no, not everything. It's the base game plus the two ch- previous the two, chapters. Sorry, yes, the chapters. Bartonfell and Somerset. Yes, And then The Elder Scrolls Online Elsewhere, I think, is just uh, the just Elsewhere chapter. but
0: Chapter Upgrade.
4: I'm not quite sure because yeah. the game sale's not live, but it's 60% on the ESO Standard Edition and up to 70% on Elsewhere. So yeah. it might be depending on whether which, whether, which, which version you get if you get the, the collector's edition.
0: Yeah, so the sale for PC, Mac, Xbox One, it starts on March 31st. And then April 1st on the PlayStation 4, except for elsewhere on the Xbox One, that goes on sale on April 3rd. Again, because I don't understand how their sales dates work. So just check that that's how they are existing. It's very weird. And when there's always a crown sale, they also do the free play event. So if you don't own The Elder Scrolls Online yet, it's a great time to get in there and play. Everything is free. Just have to download the game, except for on, oh no, it is free on Steam as well, but it's just at a different date, I believe.
4: Yeah, so the eso base game and the Greymoor chapter prologues free to play from the 1st of April at 2pm GMT, 10am EDT, um, and it's until the 13th of April on all platforms, except for Steam, which is only until the 6th of April. Uh, Steam being ripped off by a week there.
0: Don't so... Remember. Yeah, just keep replay. If you need to know what dates they are, just like clip this part of the podcast and just replay it over and over again until you have them memorized. Because there's literally no other way to figure them out. It's kind of crazy. Um, But that's all the sales. Um, I'm seeing a note that PCEU broke today, but they also fixed it. I actually didn't see any of that because I was busy earlier. So was it broken?
4: It was down for several hours. Oh. Apparently, there was a hot fix to both. EU, and NA. But they had to actually take EU down again, because there was a patch. Then EU broke, so they had to take it down, and then they hotfixed fixed both. But, but NA could just be hot-fixed while it was still up, so... <sighs> Fun. Very, very
0: uh, Europeans cool. are getting very restive as usual. And, but an exciting news, fair, though, I imagine it went down, though, because people, the Graymore prologue, Quest is now live as of 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time today. So I bet there was a very large number of people going in to log in and try to play that, which is funny because I actually haven't had a chance to play it yet, even though I had access to the servers for a week. But that's all of our news for ESO, but Lost, do you want to go over what our Legends news is?
1: the Grand Melee? And the first run through the Grand Melee was free, which is a really great incentive to have people go in because competition can be daunting. But if there's no cost, you might as well. And they were giving away the Mages Guild card back. And then if you sur- if you made it to the top 1,000, you'd get a Premium Thieves Guild card back. Once again, that ended this morning. But that was kind of cool. I did not really have time to play. But since it was free, I went ahead and signed in conceded one match and then i got the card back and have some cards for it so some free cards is nice yeah and they announced the 2020 monthly card which we didn't cover march this last week right yeah the march 2020 monthly card the one that you get for finishing the month of march and it's the supreme dragon a six cost seven seven in crusader so that's red yellow and its effect is at the at start each turn, Supreme Dragon sets each enemy creature with power greater than three to exactly three. And since it's got seven health, that means without something like lethal or buffs on their turn, it's going to take at least three creatures to attack it to get rid of it. So a very powerful thing in every single turn, both your opponents and yours. So a very strong-sounding card. I don't know what decks it goes in, but then again, I never know the answer to that sort of thing. Still, very interesting And that's something that isn't over by the time we get to announce it. So you can still get in and earn those cards, and you'll be able to purchase them with Soul Gems soon. And that's it for Legends.
0: We have Blades news, finally! Hooray! Um, Sort of. It's it's news. Well,
1: they actually formally released an article, you're right. Yeah, it
0: was an actual article. Yeah, so there was an article indicating that uh, it's officially coming to the Nintendo Switch at some point this spring.
2: The Elder Scrolls Blades coming sometime in the spring probably unless it's delayed again
4: <laughs> yeah, switch
1: blades <laughs>
4: <laughs> did they announce a price it's free it's f- going to be free even on switch yeah
1: yeah
3: yeah yep. oh
4: that's and awesome.
1: your progress will carry over
3: as long so as you it- link your Bethesda account
1: yeah well right makes sense <laughs> but as long as I you imagine- find some way to tell them what's what mm-hmm your progress will carry over. So I'm, you can start playing on phone now if you have the capability and start playing on Switch when it comes out.
0: I'm trying Please. to decide if I want to link my account, so, and, or if I just want to use this one as like a brand new.
1: It would be useful for documentation. That's purposes. what I was
0: thinking. I'm like, I could go through and do all the things that I... A, my town layout in my main game is absolute trash. But you can't
1: um, afford to do anything about it at this point.
0: It, yeah, it's not worth doing anything about, so... They makes sense. Start new, interesting. All right, sweet. Okay, um, and we also have some Call to Arms news, which is becoming a pretty mainstay on the podcast right now. So, Lara, do you want to go over that?
3: Yep. So they released their uh, dev blog 2.5. I will <laughs> link it here in the chat. And so uh, this kind of explains how things are delayed due to coronavirus. Now their UK warehouse is closed, and they're going to review things in about three weeks. And they'll decide if they're going to reopen at that point. If they are, then if you pre-ordered it, it'll probably ship in May. Otherwise, who knows? So their plans right now are kind of based on, uh, as of yet, undecided launch month. So we're just going to see, you know, how things fall. But anyway, the post lists basically what they plan to release in the launch month and then the next four months after that. So launch launch month plus one, launch month plus two, and so forth. Very cool. Also, they said that um, on April 2nd, so that's this Thursday. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah this Thursday. Uh, they're going to put the rule book and the introductory Escape from Helgen quest as PDFs on their website, which will be free to everyone. The And then the quest book will be free to people who pre-ordered, or it will be $5 otherwise for the PDF. Oh, that's so, uh, nice.
4: So, yeah? so the, the rule book and the introductory booklet... Right? anyone will be able to download even if you haven't pre-ordered or or bought Yep,
1: that's
4: really nice apparently
1: that's moderately common Um, I think for Fallout at least and I think for other games as well they release the rules for free and some of the supporting material that you need for informational purposes but all of the like here is a campaign here is a special quest or whatever yeah most of the money is probably made on the plastic as well
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I imagine that this encourages people to, to actually buy.
1: Well, it's yeah. that
2: and the fact that there's kind of a weird, like, pressure in some uh, gaming circles to use the correct miniatures. It's kind of seen as wrong if you're using the wrong ones. But I've seen some groups like that. It's not like a yeah. universal
1: thing. So one of the things they talk about is that they, and I've mentioned it before, that they want to support organized play events at friendly local game stores and i think they have a launch event that they're planning and then there's going to be an organized play event a couple months afterwards and that sounds really cool to me and i'd really like to get some of the exclusive like alternate art cards that they might release with those sorts of things but since i don't plan on buying very many of the pieces i would be making my own like cartoon figures out of paper and cardboard and I don't know if I showed up with those if I would be told, no, you can't play. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm being attacked by a Khajiit right now, so...
1: I saw that. <laughs> <Alphic spy. laughs> we see the
0: tail
3: going past. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just back and forth right now. Just, she's working from home with the cat. It has been an interesting uh, change of pace. Um, but yeah, that's really exciting with Call to Arms here. So why don't we get over they... and start... Oh, is there something else you want wait, to mention?
1: They mentioned um, for the furthest out release for Chapter 1, which is all Skyrim Civil War-based things, that dragons are intended to come with their really big narrative expansion about four months after initial launch. So they're going to have a thing where you start as a novice and grow up through a thanedom, essentially, and gain favor, gain power, and dragons will in some way play a role. So dragon miniatures
4: i um, dragon miniatures. I was going to say because you know think about it. Um, the miniatures you play with are like I don't know, like a couple of inches high. Yeah. And then the dragon. What's the dragon going to be? You know, how how big is the dragon? Going
1: to be? <laughs> it's all I... of their things are assembled, that thing is going to come in probably a ton of pieces. It'll be right, such a cool model. <laughs> I
4: saw that the Bleak Falls Barrow. Um, and I looked on the website, and it's so. Complicated and so large compared to the size of the miniature, it really, they really got across the idea of when you're standing in ES Five Skyrim and you're looking up as a. a as a player and I thought my goodness this is amazing I actually really want to buy that stuff even though I'm not sure i ever play with it the way they intend um, so I'm thinking you know, dragon, a dragon miniature
3: yeah it's, uh, um, I don't remember where it was posted maybe it was like the official discord or something but uh, just completely coincidentally someone took the model of the um, eldwin on the world word wall from uh, the collector's edition of Skyrim and they put the dragonborn uh, miniature that they had released in front of it and it was like to scale basically how oh, so good. you are in the game that's awesome.
0: I wonder if it so, be so very much scale. looking forward to that i've got all my other like figures and stuff i'm like i wonder if the dwarven colossus could be i'll just like add that to a campaign it's like oh look army <laughs> boom <laughs>
1: some people shared that i think on the facebook where they posted a picture of their miniature next to the colossus and someone else commented saying knowing how unevenly weighted that colossus is i fear very much for your miniature right now
3: (laughs) oh no (laughs) it
0: falls over it's literally leaning against the wall of my stuff because it just kind of tilts all the time well very very cool why don't we get over and start talking about all of the Greymore preview Now that the Khajiit has been removed, I can sit back down and we can talk about the greymore preview that we had released earlier this morning. So, just kind of give a little bit of a recap on what happened, uh, UASP was approached as they cancelled all of the in-person events. There was originally supposed to be an event in Germany and an event at GDC where they were going to meet with influencers and game journalists and things like that and show them a little bit about Graymore. They've done this every year, I think, for ever that they've had events where people could go in and get a little bit of a preview event to see what the game was going to be like. But due to COVID-19, all of those events had been canceled. So what they did this year was they released a virtual uh, meeting, essentially, that we could go in and they gave a number of people access to a very, very, very early pre-release server. Um, Which was awesome for me because I wasn't going to be able to make any of those live events anyways, which meant that I actually got a chance to check out things. So very, very cool. And thank you to ZeniMax Online for giving us access to that. And it was a lot of fun. Um, so I just kind of want to go over a little bit of an update first, and then we'll kind of just chat about the different things that we saw while we were doing it, because AKB, Alara, and Baratron were working with me very closely as I was in capturing the footage, and then we were kind of choosing what we wanted to look at and working with that. And Lost wasn't included, but he's going to be here to make sure to ask the questions that we forgot during the entire thing, so.
4: (laughs) And I know nothing.
0: You know lots of things, just maybe not this specifically. Um, well, right. or
1: that sentence should be taken in context,
0: please. <laughs> no, not anymore. It's going to get clipped. <laughs> um, one of the cool things, though, is they kind of, when we had their meeting with them, they kind of went over some of the early stats and kind of where we were before uh, Moore's release, which was interesting. So ESO now is at 15 million players. Uh, last year they were at 13 million, so there's still a lot of growth in the game, which is really exciting to see because that means more money coming in which means more features keep getting made we don't have to worry about stale content because they still have funding for everything uh their major focus for the time during the dark heart of skyrim is going to be on improvements to the core game itself so that's why we're getting all those performance improvement updates and things like that that's their major major focus going forward the majority of the community was very happy with the season of the dragon having the year-long story and it was overwhelmingly suggested that they keep doing that which is really cool um, and then they updated also that they went to more events this year than they'd ever been to before but the real reason that we're all here and we're all excited for it is we got a chance to look into graymore so we all had little bits of different insights so Beartron I know you and I kind of logged in and ran around for a couple of hours trying to figure out what we wanted to look at and what we wanted to capture yep. footage for <laughs> what were your kind of like initial insights into it? like what was the first reaction you had when we saw it
4: Hmm. Well, I suppose the first reaction I had was we were looking at um, solitude, so we were in Western Skyrim, um, and it was familiar the, uh, from from Elder Scrolls Five, but they didn't do. It wasn't like uh, when they did the Vardenfell chapter, and they used the exact same map.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's uh, little differences. differences
4: there were differences and walking around solitude i mean it wasn't finished there were when you when you went into any of the buildings there was like temp written all over the walls so
0: this is the final we didn't we made sure not to capture any of the content because it was like i i had recorded a bunch of content of the inside of buildings and then it's just like temp everywhere and i'm like as i played it back i was like i'm not looking at anything in here because all i see are bright red letters (laughs) everywhere i turn my head so like this is Let's leave that to when they have it finished, They'll yeah, look at yeah. it when we when they when it's in a state where they want us to see
4: it. But they did their best to to make it familiar. So you yeah. go in, and there's you see the um, the area on the right in Solitude, where in Elder Scrolls V the first time you get there, there's an execution taking place. Well, there's no execution, but it, but it's there. And the first building on the left is the pub, and it's not the Winking Skeever because it's not the fourth era. It's the lonely troll, but you go in, it's a pub. Um, it's got the, um, the in room that you can, that you can get for free. part of for quest. And there's a law book on the table. And I was very excited because it was a new law book, but we weren't sure if we were allowed to include it. So, you know. and uh, yeah, I was, it was, it was very familiar. And yeah, did I, it- I know this is going to sound strange, right? But one of the things that really, that I really liked was the lamps, yeah. Um, the deco- just the decorations that were in there and probably are finalized there were street lamps that have, that have the wolf of solitude on and I just really like these wolf head lamps
0: yeah they, they put a lot of effort into making it feel like that was the biggest thing is like solitude felt the, kind of the same way when we got to the Orsinium DLC and we were in the main city why am I forgetting is it just Orsinium the main city right is mm-hmm. city. Is the main city. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: right um yeah. Rothgar's the zone.
0: it's t- yeah Rothgar's the zone. but it's it's tall it felt grand when you were there and that's the same feeling i got where it was like a northern city but it felt like a real city unlike some of the other earlier zones where it's everything's low, low to the ground and you can go into all the buildings but it felt really grand but yeah i felt like uh, I ran through it a couple of times and I was fine with it. I felt comfortable with it because it felt similar enough to what I had been through eight million times when I was playing uh, The Elder Scrolls V. Even though there was like slight differences, there were little things that were in different places and stuff like that, as you would expe- expect over the course of two different eras. But for the I most mean, what- part, it still felt the same.
4: One of the big differences, of course, between Elder Scrolls V and Elder Scrolls Online is that in Skyrim, you just... You've got fast travel, and it takes you to I think Sables. Whereas in uh, yeah, so you've got Shrines. and they put the Wayshrine in in a sensible place. Yeah, and I sort of looked at the city, and the Shrine was there, and you just go up the hill to the Guild Traders, and the Guild Traders are actually um, if you uh, did the Dark Brotherhood quest, and you you murdered Vit- v- Vittoria Beachy, Castle I think. Dower. Yeah, well, that's that's where the Guild Traders are.
0: Yep,
4: and everything is nice and close i'm sorry i interrupted you quite a few minutes ago i think you were about to ask a question do you remember what that was
0: not even close (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys uh no yeah so what we know just kind of a preamble to the chapter is it is in western skyrim so it's not the entirety of the skyrim zone that is left there's still a chunk that's um open for whatever might be i'm hoping it's going to be the q4 zone uh for the l- last little bit of skyrim there um it's yeah it's politics are still very different from original skyrim like it's not skyrim's not unified during this time it's western skyrim and eastern skyrim are essentially at war um and they have two distinct rulers that they think are who should be leading the charge kind of thing um, but yeah, when you get there, Solitude is the main hub that we're going to be going to for the entirety of the chapter, which you can tell when you get there, it's got all of the quest givers, it's got all of the uh, things that you would want in a big city. Actually, the one thing that I noticed um, is the where you pick up the Ritz, the Ritz quests, it's super conveniently placed, <laughs> it's very easy to get to, so I might be moving my base of operations out of Wayrest to Solitude, depending on exactly where the new house is. Because it was very easy to go straight from that one to the uh, crafting stations, then right to the uh, guild traders. So that'll be really nice to do there. Um, but one of the other big things is we get to go black back to Blackreach, and I will start saying back in black there. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so Blackreach will always be one of my favorite gaming memories ever. Because I remember that was the first time when I was playing Skyrim that I was just like, "Holy crap!" Like I just was in a little cave, and then I went through like this bandit cave and clicked the button. And it was like in this huge, expansive area that like you easily could have missed. You didn't really need to actually go there. Like it was one of those things that made me feel I'm like, "Wow, they've added this into the game, and they didn't need to just for just to make the world feel better."
4: I wasn't there when you recorded the, the Black Reach. Is it is it the same as in Elder 5? V there's like a a Dwemer elevator?
0: So yeah, the Dwemer elevators are the same and you go into the elevators there, but there's a lot more playable area than there was in Skyrim. So there's they've made it very special and they've kind of they've added four different biomes into Black Reach, so it doesn't all feel the same since you're gonna be spending probably about forty percent of the time that you're playing the this chapter you'll be in Blackreach so it's not all the same there's a biome that's kind of got rocky coral um feeling to it there's one that's like more geode so it's bright glowing crystals there's one that's all the stalactites and stalagmites that are like pointy and sharp looking and then there's like the mushroom area where it's all like bioluminescent and living and stuff like that so there's the four different areas um a couple of them weren't really finished that well during the preview, so I didn't get too much content in there because it's like you go in there and it was there was no textures; it was just pure black. So I was like, "Well, this is awkward." Um, so, True to name I, no, though.
4: Before we we we've, uh, we've seen the mushroom area, haven't we?
0: Yeah, we saw skin. the mushroom area uh, in the original.
4: I don't remember stalagmites and stalagmites. I think that is. Completely I think
0: that's new. completely new, and the. Uh, the coral area i believe is also new it's like what looks to be it was like an underground lake at one time oh, okay um, i just
4: i just hope they've learned how to make three dimensional coral
0: because...
4: <laughs> Hopefully. no 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 you know in the australia there's, yeah, there's yeah there's there's um areas where there are things like coral and things like like uh wheat in the field and as you move it you realize it's it just actually just cool. a flat a two-dimensional so it is, object. All it is it, is it's
0: just a retexture of grass.
4: And it's really <laughs> distressing. So I hope there's some freedom. But you're right, yes, in, in Somerset there was, I think, properly three-dimensional garter. So, okay. I, I,
0: so Lost, you haven't I, I, really had much of a chance to see any of the content because you didn't see the video yet. But are there any questions you have that you are well, kind of been curious about?
1: I've never been to Blackreach or Solitude, so... Really? i so really in, gotta play more skyrim
0: yeah, yeah. i know you hadn't beat the game but i thought because black rage is kind of one of those ones that i feel like most people go to now just to see it
3: well it's part of the main quest
1: yeah i didn't get that far yeah it's disappointing
0: my cats literally just meowing outside the door right now begging to come in it's so funny um okay well then lost has nothing to contribute
1: Yeah, I
4: don't
0: even know what questions
4: to
1: ask, but the fact that they added more... So I know when they talked about it, you said that you still see this massive cavern in Skyrim, but they wanted to convey that this is a cavern that's basically under all of Skyrim. No matter where you go, there's another world somewhere beneath your feet. And so they're trying to convey that scale here, which is really cool that nearly half the map is underground. Yeah. And how does that work from a... From the map perspective, is it as just a separate map that you go to?
0: Yes, but it's completely wasn't available. Like there was just like a placeholder map, but it's essentially like a zone. Like when you go to a new zone, think okay. about it that way. It's a new map. Um, but yeah, the thing that re- I found really interesting with it is when you're there, they've built it well enough that it didn't feel like I was completely underground. Like it was dark and it was obviously underground, but It didn't have that kind of like claustrophobic feeling that when you're in a dungeon, sometimes, you know, how like the camera feels like it's too close to your head all the time because you're underground and like it's. But then
4: Black Rage in Elder Scrolls V was like that as well. It was the the impression you had was expanse. But it was so much. I would
0: say it's even more so now. Um, When I got to the point where I got to see Greymore Castle for the first time, it's. Just, I, it's one of the biggest buildings I feel like I've ever seen in Elder Scrolls. Like, just from the outside, like, it just feels absolutely massive, which was really, really cool.
1: And is that a inside? place
4: underground?
0: Yes, so Castle Greymoor is is the vampire castle within Blackreach itself. And that's so a
1: completely new thing, yes. not from Skyrim?
0: No, okay. you don't have that in Skyrim. And it's very, it's, as they so they, uh, during the call, they mentioned the words dark and gothic. Over and over nice.
4: again. Ugh, no, but it really was. Castle What's that? Were you able to get into Castle Graebon?
0: I couldn't because I kept dying because there was a lot of things that you needed to kill to get into there. Because I, I wonder
4: if it is actually one building or if it's like a town.
0: I think it's more like a town. I didn't get a chance to get no. in there, but I do believe it's part of the main quest that you will be going there at some point. Um, oh, sorry, a little
4: bit. It'd be
2: kind of weird if they named it after Graymore.
0: And <laughs> they <laughs> And they're like, <laughs> "It's just there. See if you can figure out how to get in, guys." Um, but no, so there's a lot there that I didn't get a chance to even see because, again, I had a week of time, but I didn't get a chance to see it all cause it wasn't. It was funny because I I was playing a lot, but I was also having to like stop cut. Go back, run through an area. Like I would run through an area, look at all the things, and then stop. Go back to where I was. Start recording. Grab it all. Then realize my camera didn't move smoothly. So then go back, cut out. Yeah. Go back again. So I was just. And going, one of
4: us would say, you know, what? What? Why? Why have you got a Scamp running along with you? That's yeah, really distracting. Exactly. Got
0: to go back with a new character. Yeah. So I had a lot of time in the game, but I didn't actually get to see as much as I wanted to. I did see, I did play a chunk of the main quest, but we won't talk about that because I don't want to give any spoilers away. Um, but what I will say is, Lyris is back, as we are. I would hope everybody is aware of at this point. Um, if
2: you're watching the stream live, you might have
0: noticed. Oh yeah, because we were talking to her uh, for the prologue quest. Um, so she's back. And investigating the Hero Storms, which are part of the DLC that we had the month before, which is really cool, uh, so you get a little bit more interaction with her. There's a lot of characters that are coming back from the base game as well, which is really interesting, and they're very excited about a few of them, and they wouldn't even tell us what some of them were, which was I thought was really cool. They wanted to make sure to keep some surprises that we weren't able to do. Mm.
4: We found we found Aenoss's Dren Quest. I don't know if it's the only one, and it was We hilarious. did.
0: Yeah, it was. It was absolutely hilarious, right? I didn't put that in the. I don't. I don't think I put that in the video. No, you did not. No, no. I tried to not include any of the quests as well because they were still using Robo.
3: yeah,
0: Yeah, they were using Robo voice for everything still. So every time you did a quest, it sounded a little bit like this, and it was a little bit off putting because you thought it was real, and then when you listened, it didn't sound right. Funny
4: was, um, although, although it was uh, robo-voices, robo some of the voices were way better than others, even though, Yeah,
3: but it's kind so of it like, must yeah.
4: Be, it must be that I don't know, I was just, just picking thin air. Maybe their imperial male robo-voice was better than their... Actually, I think it was Dummer male, but uh, it was good. It usually... I, yeah, just thought, it's, I just thought that was really strange, because I thought they would just have a male voice and a female voice. They didn't.
0: Yeah, they had a lot of different voices, but they're all just computer-generated, like they weren't actually... Hmm. Um, they're probably just they had people record a bunch of sounds. and a bad robot bad robot um, apparently we have
4: Brick the Brash coming back as
0: well Brick at the Brash will be coming nice. back yeah. can't, ha- can't not have him that's like the least surprising thing that they could have shown us um, though okay so what I spent probably the most amount of time on though is the new antiquity system which is super 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 fun I'm really excited for it and I've like I feel like that's what I'm just gonna like dedicate a lot of my time towards. Um so the way it works is you get a lead that you need to have in your uh journal of a new artifact that is available. You read the lead. Um I wasn't able to read them in the version of the game that we played, but from what I was told, uh the They will include kind of the history of the artifact you're looking for and kind of like a lore tidbit with it. And there's hundreds of these, so there's going to be a lot of them. So you go through, and that once you've read the lead and you have the little lore tidbit, it gives you access to the scrying menu from the journal where you go in and you play a match-three minigame with an ancient alien device because it wouldn't be the Elder Scrolls Online if we didn't have aliens everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> um so you then have to do like a match three bejeweled style game where you try to unlock these six different gems that are in place around the board.
4: Basically it's like you have to uh make a path, a, a continuous yeah. path that that includes all of those gems. And it's it's turn based, not time based. So you yeah. actually have the time to sit and look at it properly. Which now, didn't help me. <laughs> <laughs> Necessarily, um, but it didn't help as well that, that um, he actually started with with an expert level one. It was it was gold, gold quality, and it was just all yeah. these symbols, so, like <laughs> hexagonal grid thing. And I was like, "Oh my god, you're on your own with that."
0: Yeah. So can f- we do a
4: green one, please? <laughs>
0: the thing that they didn't explain <laughs> right away, which took me a little while to figure out, is you can only do puzzles that you're close to. So you have to be in the same zone as them, or you have to be something along those lines. I thought I could. This was just the only puzzle that they gave me to start because it was the only one that was showing up and it was extraordinarily hard like in the video you show it's just this huge gr- hexagonal grid of things and i was like and the, and the ui is still in progress so there's just like question marks all over the place not telling you what things do and i'm like uh okay i'll click here here nope dead okay didn't do that one nope nope here and i spent like an hour trying to figure out how to do it and i just couldn't do it nice
4: so something that uh, Rich Lambert was really adamant about during the Vegas preview was that uh, all of these puzzles are going to be colourblind friendly. Yeah. So in the version of the game that we looked at, everything was only black and white. So we just had weird black and white shapes. Now in the, in the final version, probably by the time it's on PTS, these will be coloured as well. So for many of us, um, the puzzles may be a bit easier.
0: Yeah, it'll be, and I think once the question marks are gone too, like the placeholder <laughs> icons, that'll also help a lot.
4: Yeah, because a, the question it was mark like, is yeah, really, was a, really not very helpful, is it? It's like, yeah. well, what does it mean? There I was a couple
0: know. of them that I like clicked, and like a bunch of uh, tiles or a bunch of like the path got filled out, and then I clicked again with the same thing, and something completely different happened, and I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. I guess we're just gonna go with this one. Um,
4: There's a whole bunch of passives. Um yeah. we'll go with so, so you there's know when they announce it. Yeah, right. So when they announced two skill lines, one for scrying and one for excavating, I was like, Oh but the um but it makes the puzzles easier.
0: Yeah. So the way I've I kind of imagined I do not
4: believe you can get through that that gold level one without having I don't, the passive. Yeah. I you don't know, because it. there's a passive that unlocks the ability to do gold level puzzles, but also um there's things that like for example when you click on a shape it makes all the shapes of that uh, of makes all of that shape into a different shape or something yeah. like that.
0: You know? um. So the way in my head, I was kind of so it's fun because it's a new level of gameplay. Completely, I would say, like it's it's a a thing that you can do when you don't want to be in a dungeon or you don't want to be in a trial you don't want to do pvp but you still but you don't just want to do questing either it's a nice overland pve friendly event that you can run and it kind of reminded me in guild wars 2 all of the points of interest and stuff that you can find and all the jumping puzzles and mm. those things that you can do to get achievements and to get different gear and stuff like that that was like nice because there was that other non combat related side Hustle you can do? Hustle. Side hustle. Side activity you can do.
4: They've realized that a lot of play, people who play ESO are not traditional MMO mm-hmm. multiplayer people. Yeah. And so they've tried to put in something that's solo player friendly. And I, th- I think it is. Um, it does g- it genuinely seem fun.
0: Yeah, it, it it was really fun to me. And it's, it, was, it was one of those things, though, that I looked at. And I'm like, they need a mobile companion app so bad. Because if I could do these puzzles on my phone while I was just, like, doing something else, recording a podcast, I would be doing it oh, yeah, 100% well, yeah, well, of the well, yeah. time. <laughs> yes. I would just be sitting here being like, match, 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 trying to get some, yeah, like, I mythic guess, items for my character in game. Oh, that would be so good.
4: Yes, and everybody on Twitch will be delighted that you're sitting there looking down at your friends. <laughs> they
0: do Nobody cares yeah. what I'm doing, anyways. I'm I'm just, I'm just here to keep the conversation. Nobody wants to look at me. Um, so once you have finished a puzzle in the scrying mode, it then will show you an area on your map where you can go to find the dig site for this. And the dig sites are very look very similar to the like treasure hunt treasure map mounds that appear. Except for they're really, really hard to find in the zones. The zones they're in are like big quest areas where there's lots of things. And how long did we record trying to find them? I think it was two hours of time. It was
4: yeah. So the first one we couldn't even find. No, I mean,
0: we she- gave up on it.
4: It was in um. Oh, what's the name of the place? I think it's Dwynarth Ruins. It's where you go in Glenumbra to, and you have to put on a disguise. Um, of of, of, a, of a, pretend to be a red rook and sneak around yeah. there. Um, and we just couldn't find it at all. And then the second one was in the streaking scar where the harpies are, and I think that one took about half an hour.
0: Yeah, it was so long. That one we did eventually find, and once we found it, we kind of knew what to look for. Um, yeah
4: there there is um there is a passive. I mean, just just like um crafting that yeah. you can get passives that make nodes easier to find. There's passives that make the dig sites easier to find. Yeah. And yeah. Um I think I kind of suspect they're all going to be in quest areas, but they're all going to be slightly away from where there's enemies.
0: Yeah, That's you'll have to go through efficient. enemies, I think, mm-hmm. to get them. Like I was even going like full nightblade stealth mode, trying to like just avoid as much fighting as I could, because I was on a character that I had just like piece together quickly using a template to make work. I wasn't on like a character I was familiar with. Uh, So I just went like Nightblade stealth archer mode and just was like, okay, run through as quickly as I can to see what I can get to. But it was still like without any add-ons to assist me in finding where they were. It was a challenge to be able to find them, which was kind of fun because you kind of went through that zone. You're like, okay, well, what do I remember from this? And if I go over here, there wasn't a lot of things over here. So maybe they put it here Oh no! But they seem to be putting them more on the outside now, of the zone.
4: That's another thing. Is is you know, um, they did the sigic order back in Somerset, and we all complained like mad. About man. the portals, to pick up the sigic. Uh, were they called portals? Were they called rifts? To
3: close the rifts, I think. To I close was, the rifts. Close yeah. the
4: rifts. Yes. Those things were a hassle, and you just had to trot all over a zone as well. The way I feel with this is that they've put them in quest areas to encourage people to maybe do the quests while they're there but it felt much more natural and much less intrusive than the city of the It felt like you would, you would do, if you happen to have a lead in the area and you haven't already done the quest in the area, you would go in the area and probably do, do the quest yeah. while, you're, while you're searching. And I just... I just it
0: just
2: felt really, really natural, which was which was nice. Yeah, it, it's also uh, kind of interesting because, like, we were just had episodes uh, last year in I guess what you could call season one of us doing this podcast about how it'd be nice if there was more actual PvE. mini games. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember that episode where we were like, we would love mini games in the game, and they added them, well. which makes me happy.
4: We are we are technically an influencer They do they do listen to us um, So anyway, yes, the digging minigame and there were, again there are passives that make it easier like there was a big shovel ability that, that clears a bigger a bigger well, area.
0: The big shovel so the four, there's four tools there was like a sifter, a little brush, a small spade and a big shovel that everybody has access to, and then you have abilities to make them better like so the you can make the big shovel do two layers of dirt underneath the thing versus and it's like the way it works it's kind of like a grid and it's very minesweeper-esque but it's like a 3d minesweeper which was really interesting so you have like four layers of dirt that you have to dig through and depending on the hardness of the layer above it depends on how far deep you can go and it's kind of cool like that um but then you have perks that can make the tools more effective so that like you get a radar when you use the sifting tools, so and the radar shows you if it if there is a piece below, but you only get two of those per puzzle, and things like that. I
3: it's so basically like- spend a lot of skill, save up a lot of skill points.
0: Yeah, save up your skill points. I think there was like, I want to say you probably have like twelve or fifteen per skill line that you can spend. Wow, because there's a lot you can update like three times. Um. So yeah, save up some skill points for the character that you want to be doing these on because it's. It's a lot of fun, and they make it a lot easier um but it was still it was still even though I spent all of my skill points on it, there was still enough of a challenge that I wasn't able to finish them all, which was really fun like it was it wasn't just like mindless, easy okay click 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 done click 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 done like sometimes in games it's like the the mini games that they add are just kind of mindless activities that you just kind of click through like almost like a passive clicker like there was still challenge to it oh sorry i was attacked by a cat again was, I what, happened? The cat what happens what if you fail the cat to get the back. item <laughs> uh you have a chance to do it again
4: yeah you 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 can just keep redoing the same the same one
0: mm, okay
4: yeah
1: from a gameplay that sounds cool from a lore perspective i tried to dig up this treasure but then I got tired and I stopped and then all the dirt got back in.
0: <laughs> it's just always raining.
1: Okay, that's, that can work.
0: <laughs> that's even in,
1: work. even in the Alakir, yeah. it's, it's the rain. Well, no, then it's well, the, no, wind no, no, the, the, Al-A-Kir the
0: wind blowing the sand over. Yeah. Okay. We can more fertilize this. Um, yeah, so there's like, there's so many different items you can get. There's furnishings, motifs, body markings, mementos, music box, emotes, enchants, siege weapons, mounts, which we got to see one of, and then mythic items, which we didn't get... Um, we didn't actually get to see those in the version that i had because we only got to see motifs and i think that was the only thing actually motifs oh motifs in the mount. Um, i think so
4: the other um the other people who were who were making videos did
0: did they find them i could i think my That's item was bugged because so it might have been the bug because i know when i tried to open my leads item That gave you all the leads that you could research. It just recreated that container again every time I tried to open that item. So it was like a package of leads and then I double click it and then it was like a list of all these leads. And then when I would take all, it was like a package of leads has been added to your inventory. (laughs) So I think it was bugged and it may just not have been working for me when I tried it.
4: I mean, one thing. One thing to uh, kind of emphasize here is we've really only looked at our own footage. We haven't had a chance because the um,
0: the embargo just went up at eight a.m. this morning. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes,
4: the embargo was was just today. Um, all of the um, the community influencers have released their their footage at the same time, and so so um, we were all allowed to do ten minutes worth of footage. Um, but there's a lot of different influencers who, who have like, ten minutes, and people have different different things in there. So
1: yeah. the system for that sounds very very interesting, the antiquity system. But I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that you can dig up tattoos, <laughs> and you can dig up special ways to give thumbs up. So, maybe...
4: I'm, I'm a maybe, little by digging up mounts, to be honest, except... Mm, honestly, maybe it's uh, an it's
1: artificial uh, yeah. robot one. They I are
0: robot mounts it. so far, and I'm going to say for the tattoos, you dig up an artifact that shows tattoos that were used in the past, and now you can recreate them. Mm.
2: Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. And you just never I considered th- th- uh, that way to give a thumbs up before.
0: Yeah, if you see the way that they gave thumbs up from the emotes in the from the past, you see, like, a, a picture of somebody doing a special thumbs up in multiple frames and you're like, "Oh, I could recreate that."
4: <laughs> right.
0: See, that's one of my job that's on this show is to justify for. gameplay into lore for Lost.
4: The the that armor, um that's it's ancient, it's ancient uh Altmar, ancient Lord and ancient and ancient orc, I believe, are yeah. the, the new styles that we're getting. Nice.
2: Yeah. Lost and Hyrule would travel back in time, and
1: he tried to high-five someone? I grandfather paradoxed the high-five into existence.
0: <laughs> oh, Marty McFly.
1: Oh, Too bad that the mythic items aren't part of it yet, though, just because those are the ones where they actually affect the gameplay, right?
0: Yeah, and but also yeah. so the simply... big thing that they stress, too, is everything that had a number or an effect was not finalized in the version that sure. we played, so I don't think they wanted to show us too much of those things because... It was just un- like unlikely that it would stay the same for when it hit live. like a lot of them were just sure. like, increases yeah. your abilities by 10 billion percent, like okay, hmm. Um So Now that's balance. Yeah, it was balanced. It was perfect. Um, there were some things that I didn't get a chance to see too much of. Uh, the Kind's uh, Aegis trial. I didn't get a chance to go there, but basically, you go on a boat to an island north of Solitude, and sea giants have invaded the island and have decided to work with the vampires there. Well, we literally
2: figured that Allcast would do that. Yeah, I literally was like,
0: and he did. So make sure you check out (laughs) Allcast. Yeah, I literally was sitting there. I was like, I should go to the trial. I was like, Allcast will do a way better job at this than I could, so I'm going to let him completely go over this. Like, I'll do the antiquities. We can talk about the lore on UESP, but I'm going to leave the progression trial. Uh, conversations to the people that know a lot more about it um so it's more of a linear trial it's a full trial so there's bosses and um more trash than usual and like the see, cloud rest is like the
4: i read that and what do they mean by more
0: linear um it's you go from instead of wings essentially you travel oh, through it completely so it's not like a winged trial where you're like okay i'll go here then you we'll can go, go
4: that way or you can go that yeah,
0: way yeah it's you follow it but I like The reason why they did that, they said, is that it gives them a better way. They can tell a story better. Because when you give players option to go through, it's like, okay, well, it's not as much of a story. It's more of just a cage match. Now, Mm -hmm. when it's a linear story, they can have events happen as you progress to certain parts and things can happen in a special way. Um, Their vampire update, it wasn't finalized, but we did get to see what they're currently looking at for the new transformations. And they look really, really cool. Um they've tried to rebalance vampire so it's not cuz they said the biggest problem with vampires in the past is that the better vampire was when you weren't vampire-y. Like you wouldn't want to feed to do better things as a vampire because you would get strong. You would get the better abilities. Now they've tied feeding to be a big part of it.
4: So basically they've they've turned it around they've, so yeah, that Yeah, they've swapped it. Um stage 1
0: Ever since, um...
4: It's going to be the weakest in stage yeah. four, which is the most vampire, is going to be the strongest. Which which does actually make sense. I mean, that's why we were talking about vampires last week. It is
2: also, surprisingly, if you think about it, going back to the roots, because in Daggerfall, if you didn't feed your vampire character, I think at, at like, the worst uh, possible one, and this one for Werewolves 2, like... Your health uh, would
1: be set to, like, one permanently if you're ignoring that mechanic. Like, so when you said they're more vampire-y, were you talking about their appearance? Because you were talking about stages.
4: Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so like, stage one are the ones that almost pass for for uh, mortal, except they have different eyes. Whereas stage four are the ones that are, like, really pale and really fangy and really veiny. And-
1: so you're more powerful the more monstrous you look? Yes. Yes. Oh,
4: which is the opposite of kind of how? Because at the moment, ESO yeah, there's 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 quite a big incentive to stay in stage one, right? Uh, based on the 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 various passives and things, or at least um, I think for PvP stage three is actually preferred rather than stage four. It's all a bit complicated, and it's just it doesn't quite make logical sense for the law. You know, why would someone want to stay in a moderate stage of vampirism? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you would think you would get more powerful as you got more vampiry,
4: which yeah goes with the whole fact that in the new in the new update there's going to be the um, blood sign, which is like the vampire lord. Yeah, transformation. So you know you can't do that if you basically look mortal, can you? You have to be the big, really <laughs> pale creature of the night. To be to so I was that.
1: thinking about blood fiends. Because aren't those vampires that are just, like, they're not getting enough blood, and so they're becoming feral because they're basically Mm -hmm. starving?
4: Yeah. Right.
1: So in that one, not eating makes you more monstrous, which tracks with me, but not necessarily more, it shouldn't make you straight up more powerful. I don't know. Vampires are weird, and I don't (laughs) know how you make them in a nice, good, consistent, satisfying gameplay experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's a revamp of all of the vampire crates that exist in the game. I know, that pun happens all the time, and I love it. Um, So other than that, I'll just kind of wrap up the different things that they talked about that are going to be in the chapter. They said it's going to be about 30 hours of questing, or over 30 hours of questing, which I'm really happy with. I think that's around what we've seen for most of the other chapters, if I'm remembering It is. I mean, it
4: depends on how how quickly do you read whether you skip yeah, the story whether you read or whether you listen but yeah like i think the hour.
0: morrowind chapter they advertised 30 hours as well if someone wants to look that up to confirm
4: uh, it was it, yeah. w- it, it, it was easily 30 hours depending anyway, on mm-hmm. how much you wanted to replay things like that
0: exactly yeah um so there'll be a new tutorial new music from the game um, and the tutorial
4: has got Orion who yeah. you meet from Unhallowed Grave, so they are, you know, actually really ty- trying to tie people in. Yeah. So you run Unhallowed Grave from uh, the first quarter update. You meet a character, and he's back in the tutorial. And that's nice. Are they right.
1: gonna any news on tutorial situation?
0: No, they they okay. they said they the last I heard when I was talking to Rich is it's something they've they've considered but they don't know if it's it's not something that's going to be a high enough priority right now sorry
4: we should explain what you mean by tutorial situation
0: yeah so I i, I imagine most people that play ESO know it is but the right now the only tutorial in the games that you can play are the newest one that have come out So once a new chapter comes out, you can no longer play any of the older tutorials. Well, the newest one you own, the original. Except for the original. Even the original one's different from the original original, but... Oh, probably. Yeah,
4: Yeah, they changed it quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, So, what a number of players, and I think a lot of our community has asked for, is to be able to choose which tutorial they play so that they can, A, get access to skill points that they can't access other places... And so that they can experience all the stories in the way that they want them to. Um, so they've said that they're, they considered it. It's just it's not something that's a high enough priority right now that server stability is, as they, like Rich says over and over again, it's like right now the main focus is just stability of the game. They really, really are trying to lock down the stability of the game. So if something doesn't work with that, then they're not really focusing on it right now. It's the other little quality sure. of life improvements.
4: Now, sure. the very, very sexy thing that was also uh, sort of sneaked out today was that there are finally going to be alliance change tokens. And yeah. this was confirmed as legit on the official forums. And this is so exciting. Now,
0: Shit. And controversial.
4: People- uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and we have no idea how they'll work. Will no. they change your alliance only as far as it goes for PvP? Or will they change your base alliance for the CAD world? Stories and my suspicion is that the reason why the database work has been postponed is because this alliance change is obviously quite the reason they haven't been able to do it before is because of database issues. So they've probably had to rewrite some of the database to allow this to happen.
0: Potentially, yeah.
4: And that is why I think the um, uh, the cold storage and all of that has has had to be postponed. Potentially. Um, and it's, it's really exciting because, uh, you know, some of us who never intended to get into PvP found ourselves in PvP and found that we had uh, characters in all the wrong alliance and either ended up having to like re-roll another version of the same character, which isn't very satisfying because you've got your character, you've got your the- who who you've played, who was created on a certain date, who has so many achievements. Yeah, okay, you can make a clone of them very quickly in terms of another Dragon Knight stamina tank with the same abilities, but it's not the same guy.
0: And you still have to Uh, grind it out. like It's still a grind to get everybody back up to level 50, and then...
4: Whereas if I can take my guy that I created in the Heart Pact and move him into... Old Mary Dominion because that happens to be where our PVP and that's, that's And that right. should be where
0: it is anyways.
2: Which is my question. Uh, are we... Is this something where we can also move the guild? We don't Because we're in Daggerfall Covenant and, spoiler alert, we don't like Daggerfall Covenant.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert! Our um, our guild is predominantly uh, Ebonheart-packed.
1: As you know, it should be.
4: A few people who, who play or Mary Dominion like three people who play like <laughs> of Covenant. Actually, what I would like is if the guild, social guilds could be uh, in no alliance. Yeah. That would because be if it. we don't PvP with our guild, it shouldn't have a PvP alliance. I don't think.
1: Then we could support that motto that Pylon kept saying that we give knowledge to all. We don't exactly. take sides.
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, we kind of do anyways, but... We just have a tag as Daggerfall coming in, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, we don't know reason. how it's going to work. That's one big thing. We just know that the tokens exist, and you will be able to, but we don't know if there's a cooldown on them so that you can only change yes. a character's alliance maybe once a month, or once a season I in PvP. I feel
4: like, there should be a massive cooldown. I
0: would, am- I would hope there don't is. don't want
4: people changing. Because they don't want
0: people um, just trolling it and being like, oh... AD has 50%. Okay, I'm just going to switch right now and go to that one for the next two days. And then, oh, this campaign's over, so I want to get to the next one. Like, But
4: then again, they, they're going to cost real money. So how much real money do people want to spend on that? Yeah,
0: but
1: in I think Guild Wars, I think when you switch, you can't participate until like the next game, the next round after the next round. Yeah, So you have to right. wait, sit out for a while before you can actually participate. So you have to really mean it and want to commit to it.
0: I would hope that yeah. it's like a one month cooldown per character or something like that.
4: We'll really have to see how the implementation yeah, goes, but it.
0: we'll see how that works. That that would be my hope, but.
4: but I'm super excited about about the concept. Um, um, there was a is thing a USB
0: guild going to become
1: the a PVP guild finally?
0: No, probably not.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> in in the image that was shared on the forum, um, it did say that it requires having that any race, any alliance. Bonus or the account upgrade already unlocked in order to do it. Yeah. I don't know if that would apply if you had an imperial character you wanted to switch alliances, but keep that in mind. So there might be an extra cost included.
4: I'm not sure it's possible to have an imperial without any race any alliance. I mean, like, yeah, if I do. You can. You do.
0: You can. Yeah, yeah. Because if you no. got the imperial edition to begin with, or just the imperial add-on. The Imperial can be any oh, okay. alliance you want, but
1: none of Because the original can be.
4: Imperial Edition came with the Any Race and the Alliance.
1: Yeah, at it. some point after it went subscription-free, subscription the Imperial Edition is what I got, and it didn't have
0: that yeah, bonus. Same.
1: Yeah, same. I, I bought that any, separately. Uh,
3: yeah, the Any Race and the Alliance was a pre-order bonus.
0: That's what that's it was. So. Uh, yeah. So, that makes sense, though, because otherwise... Switch alliance. Oh, I don't have access to play an Argonian on Elmeri Dominion. So
1: it would be interesting if they included a race change, alliance change combo item.
0: Just replace a complete character overhaul. Give it a race change, class change, uh, alliance change, name change, appearance change, all in one token. Just be like, basically you just keep your skill points. Everything else is blown up.
1: But they would basically have to have a special type of token to do it because they can't just give you a race change and a faction change if you wanted to get around the any race, any alliance restriction. So it would have to be something special like that. Yeah, Yeah. I've got my main characters that I'm very happy with and they're never changing, so I don't think I'll need it.
4: Yeah, um, I mean, mine would be changing for the purpose of of PvP and I wouldn't be changing all of them, just the ones that I might want to take into PvP. I'm probably just not going to change it anyway.
1: In support of the pact,
2: I like uh, the race change and like appearance change, and now this token. I'm just not ever going to use it. I like it, it's nice. It's there for those. Changes. It's nice for the people who make mistakes and get super mm-hmm. upset about that. But it's like whatever. I'll just live with it or make a new character.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I've got characters from literal thirtieth of March.
2: 2014 i
4: mean so do uh, i who are in the wrong alliance so but,
2: but yeah. i i chose ebonheart bags so i'm happy
4: well this you got to remember that way back then I mean, we, we weren't even certain that you'd get to experience well uh, way back then if you wanted to do dungeons you had to have characters of of every alliance you see that's why yeah. that mine all spread out because I had my my AD dungeon group, my EP dungeon group, my DC dungeon group,
1: and this game is a lot better than it started out, isn't it? <laughs>
4: it's so they, much. They,
1: they yes. definitely
2: didn't. Uh, there, there was some weird uh, design
1: things they had to get past. Let's make it like WoW, but no, never mind. Let's not do that anymore. Yeah,
0: but wait, Skyrim players don't actually like WoW. <laughs>
4: <laughs> things things improved so much when the original. Um,
2: I don't even think WoW players like WoW. It's more the fact that it's been like... It's always been that way. Yeah. yeah. It's I think more
4: they're like, just addicted. <laughs> it,
1: it's more of a hostage situation than... Stockholm
0: Syndrome.
4: <laughs> my
1: wife's been talking about that a little bit playing WoW recently. Her friend really is into certain Horde characters. and My wife just hates the Horde, but she plays along with them. But she's just kind of tired of it because she wants to go play on the Alliance.
0: Yeah, all the pretty races are there.
4: Oh, some of my friends, okay. You know you know, Animal Crossing just came out?
1: Right. Well,
4: some of my friends are min-maxing Animal Crossing to the point where there are these things called turnips, and you buy them on a Sunday, and then the price that you can sell turnips for fluctuates during the week.
1: It's the uh, stock it comes, market.
4: It's mm-hmm. called the – yeah, the stock market. Ha, ha, ha. And the price changes twice a day. <laughs> and my friends are min-maxing to the point where they have a spreadsheet of how much turnips cost in their towns, and I'm just thinking – my goodness! That's Way so to make work. a fun game into a boring chore, <laughs> and I love them, and I love Animal Crossing. But that is exactly why I'm reluctant to get back into Animal Crossing because I know I get super obsessive like that, and then it stops being fun. There,
2: are, there are Animal Crossing speedruns.
4: <laughs> How?
2: How fast can you get the golden statue? i think like the record uh for the original is like 20 minutes
0: thank you everybody for tuning in to the <laughs> animal crossing podcast <laughs> hope mm-hmm. you've enjoyed our conversations of isabel and
2: uh doom guy he's one of the characters character. is
0: also a <laughs> canon character in animal crossing uh no, there's that
2: tom be? duke uh the tommy is, is tommy and timmy There is...
0: So anyways, I think that's probably a good time to (laughs) sign off for tonight, because we've gone pretty long and we've got a lot to talk about, so I'm sure you all are sick of hearing our voices by this point. Um, But I want to thank everybody for coming and joining us, or listening online, or watching us on Twitch or YouTube, or wherever you're consuming the podcast. As a reminder, you can always find us around 9pm Eastern Standard or Daylight Time, depending on what zone we're in right now on twitch at twitch.tv uesp you can join us live there or if you want to talk to us outside if you want to ask me any questions about the graymore preview just hit me up on discord you can find our discord at discord.gg uesp or follow us on any of the social medias you see up in the top corner there so on behalf of lost akb baratron and alara i want to thank you all for joining us and we hope you all have some fantastic adventures in Nern goodbye for now
2: Is the acronym UACP already taken?